good Tuesday afternoon, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I, and live from Toronto, Ontario, home of $92 million man, William Nylander is uh, true, Ramenda. Uh, getting ready for the uh, second half of a home-and-home home set with the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs. What a yeah. weird travel schedule for these teams. Let's take each other on in California, fly all the way across the continent and play in Toronto two nights later. I don't even think we did that when they were in the Western Conference back in the 90s. I don't think we did it then. We did it, of course, in the playoffs. We played them once in the playoffs. But I don't think we ever did that those first few years there in the Western Conference until they realigned. Okay. uh, uh, We We did it with Philly, though. We did it with Philly a couple of years ago. Hmm. Philadelphia Flyers. Game of San- yeah. They, yeah they're in the them. news today, Drew Romano, if you haven't heard. Yes, the Philadelphia are. Flyers are in I the am, news. Yes. As uh, a young man, fifth overall pick, Cutter Gauthier, made headlines yesterday when he was traded to the Anaheim Ducks because he ghosted the Philadelphia Flyers. He ghosted. A 19-year-old punk ghosted the team that drafted him <laughs> fifth overall. What And when I say ghosted, I mean Danny Briere and Keith Jones <laughs> flew there. to Sweden to talk to him during the World Junior Hockey Championships to try to get an explanation on why he doesn't want to be a flyer, what they can do to try to convince him that he should sign his entry-level deal, and he didn't even show up. He didn't have the respect to sit eye to eye and actually say it to their face that he doesn't want to be a Philadelphia Flyer. And if you know anything about fans in Philly, Drew Romenda, (laughs) whenever he signs and he plays for now the Anaheim Ducks, the team he's playing for, and they're in Philly, that'll be our game of the night uh, to see what happens (laughs) with Cutter Gauthier and the Philadelphia Flyers. It shouldn't surprise anybody that a 19-year-old man, punk a young kid. man, I should say, punk, a 19-year-old person um, didn't know how to handle themselves in a um, honest, probably intense, direct conversation with adults. Because show me one nowadays that can do that. Who's because, his, where's if, his agent? His agent said, well, like, dude, you got to, you yeah, got to, we got to go to this you gotta meeting. You got to go. Um, yeah, we're going to go, you, we're going to go talk to them. We're going to go talk to them. We're going to tell them what's up and then that's going to be it. They're going to be fine. They won't be happy, but there's going to be fine. It's not like on the cell phone, you can just not reply to a text and go, like you say, ghost somebody. It is, it isn't surprising. It isn't surprising when I see the young players that, them, how they are nowadays. It isn't a surprise when I see um, guys in the NHL who uh, are high draft picks, their sense of, well, I don't want to, I, I don't I don't feel like it, their sense of entitlement, because you see it all the time. Now, this is a fifth overall. They really liked him, but... They get back Drysdale, who's a right-handed shooting defenseman, could move the puck, good shot, and he was when he was drafted, he was sixth overall, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So they're not trading down very much. I think the Flyers handled this really well. I think Keith Jones and Danny Briere did a terrific job on one keeping it quiet, 
and the other general managers that they they were dealing with too did a really good job of keeping it quiet because that's not, you know it's not easy nowadays to keep that quiet because if it if it gets out then his value his trade value boom drops you can't get you you'll get in draft choices for him and so I thought they did I thought they did a good job I thought John Tortorella put it best <laughs> oh uh, yeah uh, here's uh, John Tortorella last and night he said that Cutter didn't want to play here in Philadelphia and didn't want to play for the Flyers what's your reaction to that then we don't want you. I don't know Carter from a hole in a wall, you know, so, and I'm not too interested in talking about him. I'd rather talk about Jamie. He's the guy that's coming here. So uh, there was torts last night about. Yeah. And Keith Jones was, Keith Jones was on, was on the broadcast last night um, with Brian Boucher and uh, Jimmy Jackson and said, if, if you don't want to be a flyer, you won't be a flyer. They want they want volunteers, not hostages. Now let's let's think what Cutter Goche is about to step into. This first trip to Philly ain't going to be friendly. Any trip Dude. to Philadelphia is not going to be friendly. This is a fan Dude. base. Remember the Ty Domi thing where the guy fell into the penalty box. Watch the lawsuit, what? Ty. Watch the lawsuit. That happened in Philadelphia. Remember when fans chucked snowballs and booed Santa? Philadelphia. Remember, uh, was it uh, J.D. Drew got batteries thrown at him? That was in Philly. So good luck to Cutter Goche on ghosting the Philadelphia Flyers. They have a certain uh, um, temperament in (laughs) Philadelphia with their fans. Temperament's a good way to put it. Uh, there's a lot. It, it, so <laughs> he, he, he's, he goes to Anaheim. He plays with. He's got some really talented guys there. But they're they're are farther back as far as a rebuilders. They were saying he didn't want to go there because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. Well, you're going back. You're going to a team's got even more distance to cover in their rebuild, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll assess the deal ten years from now on. Uh, Phil, mark it down, producer Scott. Ten years from now. Um, okay. <laughs> He actually wrote it down. Look at that. He's a pro. Um, <laughs> the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, last night, the CFL transactions page. So delete Trevor Harris, add Trevor Harris, restructured the contract with Trevor Harris. Uh, so he has signed a one-year deal. The winter meetings are going on in Nashville, Tennessee uh, for the uh, CFL uh, this week. It's amazing they get anything done. <laughs> well, it's the uh, U.S. College Coaches Conference down there in Nashville right ah, now. So yeah. uh, evidently they have a booth, a CFL booth at the uh, Coaches really? Conference for the uh, college football wow. coaches. And Jeremy O'Day speaking with reporters today on uh, Trevor Harris's deal. Of, he's just a good teammate. He, it was one of those things. Bo Levi Mitchell just restructured his contract in Hamilton, saves him some cap money. But another name that popped up today in the conversation with who should be the next one, and Jeremy O'Day readily admitted, yes, this is on the top of the priority list. They can't just have be happy with Trevor. They need the next one uh, to be coming up. Drew Brown will not be back in Winnipeg. The general manager, Kyle Walters, says, well, didn't guarantee it, but says very unlikely Drew Brown's back. He wants an opportunity elsewhere, Ottawa. Calgary, Saskatchewan would have to be on the list with a 38-year-old quarterback. Uh, so we'll uh, chat a little bit with that uh, with uh, Justin Dunk a little later on today on all the CFL headlines. Plus, we're going to debate the dribble kick, the little punt kick Montreal yeah. deadline. They want to change the rule. They want to get rid of it because the CFL 
can't have fun league. I know that doesn't quite work out, but it's unique. Unique. This little dribble thing. Yeah, but I don't understand. Why they want to get rid of it? Yeah. Because other coaches think it's unfair that Montreal got a free set of downs because we didn't defend it properly and we didn't know it was in a rule book. So, yeah. Baby. You you must have talked about this. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. coaches are funny, though. You must have talked about the victory formation, Jameson. Oh, he was my chump uh, yesterday. Jameson, yeah. Jameis Winston was my chump yesterday. What did you think of Jameis Winston in victory formation changing the call to get Jamal Williams a touchdown? And it's not for a bonus. It's just I don't. He scored many he had, touchdowns. He had that in, touchdown. Who but he cares? Had He's year. had many touchdowns in his NFL apparently, career. Apparently, they cared about having a touchdown. Um, my first blush, and you know my my thought on people crying about somebody running up the score in professional sports is you don't like it, you should have stopped him. And I think the – I thought the coach the, the for Atlanta, who uh, Smith, who just got fired. Former like, coach, the next yes. Day, former coach. That night, actually, day. he got fired. That yeah. night. When his – his on initial blush, I looked at it and went, oh, shut up. Your team was awful. You got trounced. What difference does one touchdown make? And the guys called it in, in the huddle. But – but um Listening to the great Shannon Sharp, my brother, my my uh, son, I should say, Davis, uh, called me today to explain where I was wrong. He said that Shannon Sharp, put it best, one, it's a loser move by Winston, Jameson. Um, because if you want to do it that way, if you want to go for it, fine, but line up. In a traditional set. In a traditional thing, and and because the D, and this is what Davis explained. Once you're in victory formation, the D's like, oh, okay, whatever. Especially when it's when forty-one I, to yeah. seventeen, right? And the season's over in a minute yeah. and a half. Yeah. So Davis said, if you're if you're going to line up, line up, and then you give the defense the defense a chance. He said, but in the victory formation, everybody's like, okay, kneel down, and that's going to be it. And Shannon Sharp uh, was was more. He he was basically uh, his chump too for for that move because the other thing was he punked his coach shannon sharp made his coach look like an ass Mm -hmm. and shannon sharp said i would cut him today cut him today i said yesterday on the show he wouldn't even made it in the locker room i wouldn't even allow him to pack his bag out of his locker room it would have been goodbye son thanks for coming we enjoyed having you as the backup quarterback never again Never again. Backup quarterback. The backup quarterback snubbed yeah, the coach. This isn't Derek nope. Carr. This isn't the starter. <laughs> no, who this had... isn't Brady. This isn't anybody. <laughs> I know he's a former first overall pick, but he goes down as one of the worst first overall picks of all time in NFL history. Wow. Punks his head coach. Sharp brought this up, and Davis was telling me Sharp brought this up. One, you didn't do anything in Tampa. And then Brady comes in with basically that same team and wins the Super Bowl. You didn't do anything. Or, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Was it no? Where was he first? It was Tampa. Yeah. Was, yeah. Tampa. And then and then and then Mayweather comes in. Um, Mayfield Mayweather. I was watching some boxing stuff last night. Mayfield <laughs> comes in, and he takes him to a. He takes him. He's to in the playoffs. playoffs. He's and so. Yeah, it was a so after Davis explained it to me and uh, told me how wrong I was, I I 
um, seceded to his I'm, knowledge. I'm there. waiting for someone in the, the CFL to put Jameis Winston on their uh, negotiation list uh, because that's where he might end up next. Uh, okay, a lot to get to, including uh, here on the Green Zone. We'll talk more about the CFL Winter Meetings with Justin Dunk. More on Philly. Not very happy with a young punk cutter, uh, Gauthier, who just ghosted them at the World Junior Hockey Championships and traded to the Anaheim Ducks. And Drew weighs in on the $11.5 million per year for William Nylander next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Gotta keep them separated. Jamie Knight, Drew Amendo with the year in the green zone. Uh, Drew is uh, right in the center of the universe right now yeah. in downtown Toronto, getting ready for the Leafs and the Sharks. Uh, but William Nylander is a little bit richer uh, today than he was a few days ago. What, what do you think, first blush of a $92 million eight-year deal uh, for the Swedish star? We reported it last game. Uh, Randy came on with because he's reading Elliot Friedman stuff that this is what was going to be. We saw this number coming. This uh, I'm a fan of this guy. I'm a fan of William Nylander and the way he plays. He played like a $92 million player against the Sharks on Saturday uh, or Sunday, whatever it was, whatever day that was, Saturday. And um, it does put them in an interesting predicament, though. So Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, all over $10 million. $13,250 for Matthews, $11 million for, for, for Tavares, almost $11 million for Nylander, or for Mitchell, Marner, and uh, $11.5 for Nylander. After that, Domi, as this kicks in next year, Domi and um, Bertuzzi are unrestricted free agents. There's a, and then the rest of them are fairly low-paid guys. They're, they're okay there, but they don't have a defenseman signed after next year. Other than, well, Morgan Riley has. Other, other than Morgan Riley. That's it. He's a $7.5 million man. That's it. So I don't know how they make it work. Plus, they've got no goalie signed past um, next year. They're going to have to. So, this, I, I it's going to, it. this is Matthews and Nylander's team now, and you yep. figure it out. You're not going to be able to trade Tavares. You're going to have to eat that one. Or he gets, you know, a back injury or something. He's got on LTIR all next season until the game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs because that's how it works. And you try to trade Mitch Marner. And that's how it's going to have to work uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jamie Nigel Romendo with you here on a Tuesday afternoon on the Green Zone. Still coming up, Justin Dunk from Three Down Nation. Uh, Trevor Harris has restructured his contract. Uh, no term extension. It is just a restructured deal for this season. And uh, that'll be, well, not it for Trevor Harris, but it's a one-year deal left uh, for him after signing the two-year deal last season. Uh, Jeremy O'Day, winter meetings earlier today, talks about the backup plan at quarterback. We're evaluating that. And, you know, Do we have a guy that's in-house? Do we, do we see um, other guys that are uh, potentially free agents that could be uh, franchise guys, those are those are the things that we're going through now. But it's um, you know your right right to uh, to bring it up that um, you know we have to make sure that we're prepared for uh, for the future and and uh, what does that what does it look like at that position? So it's something that we're we're uh, we're looking at specifically. What about the guys in house like Mason Fine and Jake Dolagala? We're still a little bit in the evaluation phase of 
um, you know, who do we think would be the best uh, uh, candidate uh, for the offense that we're going to run? And, and uh, you know, how does Mark feel uh, about the, the guys that we have in-house that, as you said, are pending free agents uh, versus other guys that, that potentially may become free agents? So it sounds like there, there might be one spot uh, for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. If it's Mason Fine or Jake Dolagala, I would still side more to Jake Dolagala. But if Drew Brown is available and he's interested in coming to Saskatchewan Rough Riders, well, uh, that would be my pick uh, overall with the work he was able to do with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as the backup to Zach Kolaros. But if he's looking for a chance. Well, that's it. Uh, if he's looking, if he, there's no place in the CFL right now that Drew Brown's going to be given the keys to the car. I don't see it. Uh, Ottawa has probably the best chance for him to go win that job with Dustin Crum. Uh, injury-riddled Jeremiah Masoli uh, over there in Ottawa. Calgary, are they convinced in Jake Mayer? But Jake Mayer is going to get the best shot to win that job. And But in Saskatchewan, you have a 38-year-old Trevor Harris. Like, it might not be right here right now. Right. Yeah, right. sooner rather than later. Yes. So uh, Justin Dunk will uh, talk more about what he's hearing from winter meetings. We'll also debate the dribble kick. The last night in the National Hockey League, it was like deja vu all over again, except the Philadelphia Flyers were the team the player didn't want to play for, not the Quebec Nordiques like Eric Lindros way back in the day, which I, I, I texted somebody already. I think they should retire Eric Lindros's number 88 in Colorado because of how many Stanley Cups he contributed uh, for that franchise because he didn't want to play for them uh, when they were the Quebec Nordiques. Like the haul he brought in. For that franchise? Yeah. Honor, uh, Eric. Thank you for not wanting to be drafted by us. We really appreciate it because we had way more Stanley Cups than the Flyers did. Uh, what was it? Three to nothing, I think, was the final score. Uh, so now it's the Philadelphia Flyers who are bent out of shape because a young man is opting not to play for them. Cutter Goche was traded last night to the Anaheim Ducks uh, for Jamie Drysdale. And a second-round pick. Drysdale was a sixth overall selection a few years ago. Uh, played for Team Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championships a handful of, or a couple of times. Uh, Goche just uh, came back from Sweden with a gold medal from the World Juniors uh, with the United States. And I'm okay with a player going, ah, I, I don't see a fit. I don't feel comfortable. Here's my issue, Drew, with Cutter Goche is the way he went about it, especially recently, when the Philadelphia Flyers asked for a meeting in Sweden at the World Juniors to meet face-to-face and come to it. This is what we think. Let's sell you on this organization, how we're building it, where we are, how we see our fifth overall pick that we had so much faith in who happily put on that Philadelphia Flyer jersey on the stage a few years ago, and talk to us about how he's built to be a flyer. What went wrong? What can we fix if there's anything? What can we do? And what did Cutter Goch? He didn't even show up to meet with them. Like, that's what gets me. When, when it gets to the kids these days, yep. That Cutter Goch didn't help your cause, kids, uh, with this one. Now, nope. is he selfish? Is he entitled? Should he just yes. suck it up and play for the team that drafted him? Mm, that's a good question because I've always, I've always felt the draft was 
rather fascist as far as you're coming here. That's because we told you to, and that's it. Having that's no control having, whatsoever other no than control over, uh, bingo over balls deciding right. where right. Connor Bedard gets exactly. to play his hockey. Yep, exactly. It's another team we got to talk about their, their, uh, their lineup tonight. But Oilers the, by 60. That is my prediction tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, the rules are the rules. So so it's it, the fact that he doesn't want to play for them, fine. Okay, no problem. The fact that he would rather be elsewhere, fine, no problem. He, he cited the rebuild and he cited the, the coach. He didn't feel like playing for him. He didn't want to play for the coach because John's big and scary. And so... Yes, he's the man yes, he's entitled. saves puppies. Okay, John Tortorella <laughs> horses, horses, animals. Period. Don't they have like an animal yeah, sanctuary? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, come on. Intended. You don't want to yeah. play for that guy. He's yeah. not scary at all. He has a bigger no, bark a than a bite uh, for John mm-hmm. Tortorella. True. Um, but yes, players are t- spoiled and entitled, without a doubt. And if fine if you don't want to play for them, but. Be a man about it, young man. Be a be a young man about it, and man up. Step up and say, uh, if, "Thank you for making the trip over. I, I wish it was under better circumstances, but um, I would like you to do your best to f- trade me and my rights because I don't want to play spot. here anymore." The Flyers are the in Flyers a playoff are spot. going to be. The Flyers are. Listen, the Flyers. There are no flies on them. Sorry for the pun. They are. Rolling right, they're they're doing the right spot things. They're building that team. You can't find, I don't know Danny Briere, but you can't find two better people in the world of hockey, and I would venture to say in the world, than Keith Jones and John Tortorella. You can't. These two guys are princes in this world. Their personalities, their caring of other people. Jamie, I could text them right now. In fact, I texted Keith earlier and he got back to me like that. I just congratulated him on the trade. But John never fails to get back. I'm, a, I'm nobody. I'm a You're Drew Bleepin' Ramenda. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm Drew Bleepin' Ramenda. Yeah, that's if you ask me. Yeah, but nobody else is saying that. I mean, he's... he's. Wait, did I put the bleep in the wrong spot? Is it bleepin' Drew Ramenda or Drew Bleepin' yeah, Ramenda? Yeah. yeah, when people get texted me, that's what they say. It's bleepin' Ramenda. <laughs> I'm not replying to this text. The Ducks, meanwhile, so you have the Flyers in the playoffs. The Ducks are 30th yeah. in the uh, NHL right now. And he doesn't want to go yeah. to Philly because of the rebuild. Okay. Ship him to Anaheim. Yeah. California's nice, though. It's, it's, it's expensive as hell, but it's really nice. And and that county is, Orange County is really nice. They've got some very talented players. They've got a very, they've got a young coach. Young as far as in NHL experience, but Greg's been coaching for a long time at the college level. He's been very successful. And Pat Verbeek is a very good general manager as well. Pat Verbeek's another one of those guys you'd love to talk to and just talk hockey with him and get stories. So, okay, go. Fine. That's great. But your, your point about ghosting them like it was, um, you know, an old girlfriend by in grade 12 by the lockers is not how you handle your business if you're going to be an NHLer. Um, and his return to Philly, I think the tone was set from the uh, Flyers CEO, Dan Hilferty, last night during the broadcast. 
I feel bad for Cutter when he comes to, well, I don't really feel bad for Cutter when he comes to Philadelphia. But, <laughs> it's going to be a rough but, ride here. It's going to be a rough ride here, and, and, he, and he earned it. Because you know what? We're Philadelphians, yes. yep. and that's how we want people who want to be here with us. <laughs> yep. I feel bad for Actually, no, I actually, don't. I don't feel bad for him. Yeah, it's going to be a tough. Uh, it's going to be a tough night when he goes there. That's for sure. It's going to be a tough life <laughs> when he goes there. <laughs> His entire career, when he goes to Philadelphia, he will hear booze every single time. Every time. Every time. And everybody's yeah. citing, oh, the, the, one of the reasons he doesn't want to play there is because he was a fan of Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins growing up. Come yeah, they asked on. Him, they asked him, yeah, they asked him that. If there they was anybody to, who would refuse to play for a team because of allegiances, it would be Connor Bedard refusing to play for the Chicago Blackhawks because he grew up a Vancouver Canuck fan, and during his younger years, uh, he would have hated the Chicago Blackhawks because all Canuck fans hate it. And the Chelsea Dagger song, da, 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 that would have driven Dude. him nuts. <laughs> so I don't think any yeah. NHL draftee is going, oh, I really hated this team growing up. I don't want to play for them. No, nobody does. No, Well, it, it's it's funny because... You get this huge opportunity, and everybody plays to be in the draft, right? Everybody wants to be in the National Hockey League. Everybody is working their way to be in the NHL. But there's a new breed. Guys who used to just be happy getting drafted. Now it's a new breed. The entitlement is certainly noticeable with uh, these young men. So, uh, Cutter Goche, uh, remember that name, uh, Anaheim to Philly. Uh, when they visit for the first time the next year or the year after, he's, go- he's in college right now. Um, it'll be an interesting night uh, for Cutter Goche. Had, had, a, had a really good world junior. He's a good player. You know, so we'll see. I don't think he was we'll looking to be a we'll villain in his rookie season in the National No, he was not. League, but yeah. You get what you you make your bed, you got to lie in it, kid. Uh, coming up this day in a sports history, then Justin Dunk's going to swing in. CFL winter meetings going on in Nashville as the Rough Riders rejig the deal with uh, Trevor Harris. And could Drew Brown be an option for the Rough Riders as a backup quarterback in 2024? That's all coming up on 980 CJME and 650 CKO. Jamie Drew Amanda with you here in the Green Zone. Uh, did you catch the national championship game last night, Drew Remenda? Did you catch it? I did. I went back and forth, yep. Watching the Vancouver Canucks beat up on yep. the New York Rangers? Yep, and then watching Michigan beat up on Washington. Uh, Penix Jr., the quarterback of Washington, uh, that was a beat-up young man uh, who, in his yeah. last college football game, yeah. left, this, left the field a few times uh, holding his hip side. That was... They tried to do their best to protect it, but Michigan wins, and Jim Harbaugh will coach who next year, Drew Amanda? Give me a prediction. Los, Los Angeles Chargers, the Chargers of Los Angeles, because he's a West Coast guy. He's got the ties with the Niners and with uh, Stanford. He is, um, he's got a more of a – there's more upside with that team than, say, going to the Commanders because apparently the Commanders are hot after him already. 
he's going to leave for sure. He's going to, he's losing about 13, 15 guys off this team that he's got right now, the national championship team. Plus we don't know what, if there's any more sanctions coming down the pike from the NCAA for his buying hamburgers for the guys and his recruiting violations. Well, he wouldn't, he, so, he wouldn't be the first guy to be accused of spying either to win a championship. Yeah. And yes, the, the spying too. Exactly. Um, so he's, he's going, he's going to the NFL. What about the Raiders? This, what about the Raiders? You know, Mark Davis likes I, I the big, sexy hire as a new head coach. Let's not make Gruden. the same mistake over and over and over again that you made. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Now, the um, you had a coach that took over for in a very, very tough situation. Antonio Pierce. In the Raiders. Yep. And, no, bef- before, after Gruden. Oh, Rich Basaccia. Basaccia. Um, Yes, yep. Pasaccia did a great job. Now we're going with Daniels. I want a Bill Belichick guy. Yeah, that's worked out really well for pretty much anybody who's hired a Bill Belichick guy. And now Antonio Pierce, he's getting he's getting rave reviews from the players. Yeah, saying yes, this should mm-hmm. be our guy. And don't make the same mistake twice or three times. Well, we'll it'll be an interesting coaching carousel. Mike Vrabel got fired today by the yeah. Tennessee Titans. Enbridge Farm remembers. Behind that, the fans are going to roar! Are they all? On this day in sports history, speaking of great Raider coaches of all time, it was on this day, January the 9th, 1977, Super Bowl XI. You know the iconic photo of the Raiders uh, carrying John Madden off the field. That happened on this day in 1977 when Fred Bolitnikoff was the MVP in a Raiders 32-14 win over Minnesota in Super Bowl Eleven. And on this day... In 1991, baseball officially banned Pete Rose from being elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame.